same as songwriting. My songwriting was not good at first. And it's very exposing, which is super scary at first, but addicting whenever you really are comfortable with it, I guess, if that makes sense. It's, it's, it's therapeutic, too. Welcome to Creating Community with Dorian and Jake, a podcast designed to bring area leaders, business owners, and other interesting people together to better our community. I'm your co-host, Jake Starkey. And I'm your other co-host, Dorian Strickland. We're the owners of 1820 Marketing and 1820 Coffee House in the heart of Alvin, Texas, and we're in season two of the podcast. Our goal with this podcast is to showcase the amazing people, businesses, and organizations we have in and around Brazoria County. So if you know someone who should be highlighted, please email us at info at 1820marketing.com. Today, we are again at the Alvin Manville Area Chamber of Commerce, one of the sponsors of the podcast. Texas Snowfruit is also a sponsor, and you can learn more about both of those businesses later in the show. If you're a first-time listener, we would love for you to subscribe to Creating Community on your favorite podcast app. Creating Community with Dorian and Jake is available wherever you get your podcasts, or you can listen directly at 1820marketing.com slash podcast. In this episode, we are talking with Kobe Routon, a local musician who most recently played at the Alvin Music Fest, and we're excited to have him on the podcast. Thanks for coming on the show. Man, thank you yeah, so much, welcome. man. Really looking forward to it. Well, we're enjoying it so far, so. Awesome. Yeah, we, I, we should give a little shout, a little heads up. We do talk before we do the podcast, so when we say we're having fun already, it's because we're talking, yeah. laughing, <laughs> joking around. Yes, so you are how old now? I'm 21. I'll be 22 in November coming up. So, so when did you start playing music? Mm, that's such a great question. So from the time I was five, six, being in the piano lessons and stuff with my uh, family, you know, that was a big part of our, I guess, just our whole family and our whole heritage going back. Um, I have a lot of Baptist preachers in my family that were all big into piano playing, and that was a big part of our family. So um, man, as far as, as long as I can remember, really, but I really started taking it seriously about 13, got into guitar, songwriting, and that's where it kind of took okay. off. So the difference between singing when you were younger, it's a lot of fun. You're enjoying it. Then yes. you start writing songs and singing your own stuff. There's got to be a new level of pressure you put on yourself. Yes, most definitely. You hit the nail on the head there. It's a, it's a different animal and it was... And I, I should note that I used to be horrible, a horrible singer. Um, and it was just something I had to work at. Same as songwriting. My songwriting was not good at first. And it's very exposing, right. yeah. which is super scary at first, but addicting whenever you really, when you hit when, it, when you are comfortable with it, okay. I guess, if that makes sense. It's, it's, it's therapeutic too. So yeah. it's well, been, it's been awesome. I dare say you can give your 13 year old self a break for not being a good <laughs> songwriter. Yeah. Uh, it's just probably writing about Legos or something like that. <laughs> well, so here's here's the question too: is like, like Dorian said, a lot of people like to sing and, and mm -hmm. perform. What was it that made you say say no? I want to write as well because there's plenty of incredibly successful correct musicians who there's a lot would, yeah would not there's write a song time. to save their life that don't write yeah yeah man that's a great question I. I think it's just something in me that just wanted it. it's it's art you know it's like painting a picture I think it's very it can be as eclectic as you want or not and that's what I really I think what I really gravitated towards was just the being able to express yourself and um, man I, I, it was not even a conscious decision almost you know it just happened yeah so uh, same with the guitar with everything it just kind of my life has just flowed it seemed like from the zero to now. So uh, it's weird looking back 
um, at how it's happened. But yeah, it just seemed to happen. You somebody made a joke a second ago about writing about uh, Legos. <laughs> what was your first song about? Do you remember the one you wrote that you were like, okay, maybe I can do this. I wrote a song. Man, I was probably I was doing an internship at a Baptist church here in Alvin, actually, with some college guys, and they were songwriters. And I, if I remember correctly, it was something about a Texas hurricane. When okay. relating that to a girl somehow, and I, man, I couldn't even play it for you now. But. So you're not singing it anymore? <laughs> no, man. Yeah. No, you should be glad I'm not. I don't okay. think it was no. that good. And, and so, what's something she learned about the songwriting process? You talked about how it's very uh, free, it's very subjective, and, and yeah. you know it. it Everybody does it differently. I think that's the weird thing with art. I think art just in general is, is the same, but very different. The process is different from songwriter to songwriter. I always write with a guitar in my hand. Yeah. I got buddies that will be driving down the road with a melody in their head and put it in the voice of my phone and send it to me. And I'm like, how could you do that? You know? Yeah. So <laughs> I do. I remember hearing a story of uh, Keith Richards and he had a, he keeps a tape recorder next to his bed and he woke up in the middle of the night hit record and played the lick for I can't get no satisfaction oh, yeah. and it went back to bed and he totally Why forgot that I, he, do that. I know right? <laughs> like, one of the most popular yeah. well-known same with I think Merle Haggard riffs, yeah. yeah something like that he was so off into whatever he was doing he wrote something on a napkin didn't even remember it and drugs it was, he was yes, off into yes. drugs well, I didn't want to say it <laughs> it was silver wings that was on the napkin and, oh yeah wow. crazy wow. so yeah. what comes first for you is it the lyrics or the tune and how does, that, how does that process come about? It's usually me sitting with the guitar, man. That's where, what it all goes back to, and finding the melody. Um, I've never been asked this question before, so it's thinking back. Um, it's definitely the tune. I'm a musician at first, first at heart. I was trained. I was really into music theory, and I played lead growing up for other bands, and that was what really drove everything. It's it like a mathematical process in my head would be the best way to relate it. So that's how it always starts. You know, the lyrics are... Always the last part to the puzzle. Okay. Usually. And, and do you know what that song is going to be about, or is it just a tune comes to you and you say, I got to figure out something that fits with what I'm feeling? Yeah. Some songs have brown hair. Some songs have blonde hair. It's just different. You know, okay. it's some, yeah. sometimes I sit down with a feeling and it comes out, and sometimes it's, I sit down really sad and wind up with a happy song. You know, <laughs> All right. just depends. Well, and, and it's funny because you mentioned math because I talked to someone who was, he's a guitar player. And I was mentioned that I'm I'm just not good at I can't wrap my head yeah, around I don't it. Get that either. And he's like, it's just math. And he went into this it whole is. thing about how you do this, but you know, you can hold your fingers one way and play the same yeah. chord, or two different ways and play the same chord. Yeah. Just because of music where theoretical values are very, very similar to math. Simple math in a lot of ways, which is what helped me. I was always good at math growing up and looking back, and I think that's what got me. Why I was so intrigued by it, you know. Yeah. Well, then just to follow up, because it's a, it's a goofy question, but I've heard it asked a lot. And I kind of heard your answer, but I want you to expand a little bit. <laughs> do you have to be sad to write a sad song? And do you have to be happy to write a happy song? For me, yes. For the... Now, you just contradicted yourself. Yeah, because you, you just, just said, said you, you started with... You but, know, you're right, you're right, you're right. But you're I mean... Right. Well, 95% of the times, that's how it happens, yes. I think music can also change your emotions, you know, as you're playing. So... I guess you could write a cheesy happy song if you were sad, but I don't think you could write a good happy song. Okay. You know That's, what I mean? Yeah. Not so a lot of the times my best songs come from deep thinking and maybe being upset about something. And I, I really like writing about my world and anxieties and things like that. 
So for me, I'd write best whenever I'm a little down in the dumps, and it, that kind of pulls me out. So I would say mostly you got to be sad to write sad, for me at least. And I guess sometimes no. <laughs> do you feel like you get a tune in your head, you're like, oh, I can do this one? Or do you schedule time for yourself to sit down and say, I need to figure something out because I know that I have an EP, an album, single, something that I want to release? Or does it just come to you and you find yourself in the shower going, oh, wait, oh, yeah, I got this. I need to do something. Yeah. More on the toilet than the shower, but yeah. <laughs> I wasn't um, expecting that answer, but okay, we'll, we'll no, no, take no. it. Um, it usually just happens, man. We have a part where when we're recording and rehearsing, like how we're rehearsing for Alvin Music Festival coming up, because um, this is recorded before Alvin Music Festival, but um, we'll sit down with my band, who are phenomenal musicians in their own right, Mary Phillips, Paul Lopez, Jordan Canales, um, and they have... they feed into that a lot as well but usually the song starts with me and a guitar walking around the house or in the car driving and something comes to me it's usually just like that really yeah it's usually pretty quick for me yeah a lot of them are bad but that's usually how it happens you know the ideas and do you take in your terms a bad song that ultimately becomes better or do you have a bad song you go i'm not going to be able to do anything with that i'm just going to get rid of it depends okay. it's half and half so you know, sometimes the song is bad and i'll send it to mary and she'll be like no that's really good and we'll disagree or sometimes we all agree that it's not what we're going for are you the only one in the band writing songs or do you have other all right the majority of them um there's a song on our next album we're recording right now that I didn't write Mary, my piano player wrote, and uh, but for the most part, I think about ninety percent of it's me. Yeah. And so, you recorded your first EP. I'm to blame. Back, well, it came out this summer. This summer, yes, sir. And what we kind of talked earlier about what determines an EP versus a full length album, but really, my question is, what made you decide? Okay, now's the time to do it. And obviously, prior to COVID or anything like yeah. that, like <clears throat> as a band, when did, when was the point where you go, okay, we've got enough material that now's the time to do an album versus, well, we need, cause I can see plenty of perfectionists saying, no, we don't oh, have enough. It's not good enough yeah. yet. Yeah. It's oh, not God. perfect yet. Yeah. That was a problem at first for me in realizing that art is never perfect, you know? So I think once we finished, like we had released the two, so we released two singles and then the EP came out a couple months later. Those two singles, when they were released, were the only things that we had recorded. So it wasn't like we had a pipeline of stuff. The moment we got those six songs out, done, and like you said, one of y'all said, constantly like want to perfect it, we got to the point where it's like you can't anymore, you know? And that was, once we exhausted that feeling, I guess, was when it was like, screw it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, I, I can see also overproducing something to the yes. point that you're like, wow, that. Yeah, that which isn't hurting. our music at all. You know, we had to. You're going into it blind eyed, you know, because I've never done it before. Yeah. So it's a learning process for sure. I, I'm looking forward to this, what we're doing now, this full length album. It'll be probably a lot different and handled differently, but it was. It's, it's that's what makes it so fun, you know. Is this your full time gig or do you do something else? Um,. So I'm in school. I'm full-time in school as well. So that would be my oh, yeah. full-time gig. I also have a part-time job here at Home Depot. I'm in Alvin. I've been there three years. And then I mow yards on the side. I'm, I'm busy, man. I'm no. we, we can, relate. Yeah, we can we, relate to that. Yeah. We all over the place. So. But that's cool. I mean, I think that to me shows your determination 
right? I mean, there's plenty of people who have a dream that uh, I've heard it said there's people that are either has beens or could have beens. Yeah. And to me, even if I fail, I'd rather be a has been than could have been. I don't want to look back sure. and go, oh, if I would have just Man, tried. I missed that opportunity. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, um, but let's take a quick break and thank our sponsors, and then we'll be back. Hi, this is Christina with Texas Snowfruit. We're a shave ice company located in Scopel Square in the heart of Alvin. Stop by and see us or visit us on our website at texassnowfruit.com. Hi, this is Carrie Perrin, President and CEO of the Alvin Manville Area Chamber of Commerce. Here at the Chamber, we want to support local businesses. We want to give you visibility in the community. We want to give you opportunity in the community. And for those of you that aren't business owners, we want to let you know about all our wonderful Chamber members. And if you support them, you support our community. So remember, whether you're a business or a community member, when you eat, shop, play, and support local business, you support the community. This week's marketing tip, know your audience. Look at the top 20% of your customers. Who are you selling to? Who you're selling to versus who you want to be selling to? Do they match the demographic you thought would be your customer when you started your business? Your top customers are your demographic. You have to decide if that is who you want to be in your demographic. If so, you're doing well. If you want a different demographic, different social status, different gender demographic, different age group, etc., you should look at your marketing efforts. Your top customers are who you are currently attracting. Work is much more enjoyable when you work with those with whom you want to work. If you want change, you have to initiate it. For more information on this topic or others, please visit our blog post at 1820marketing.com slash blog. And we're back with Kobe. So you talked about starting to record your first full length album and that you've done an EP. Where are you recording it? Cause I, I know that things have changed. Yes. Yes. So now it's like more of a home studio thing. I met my drummer and he's like a home producer guy, a phenomenal, really good godly man, Paul Lopez. And he just, it just was like a God thing where I met him and I was looking to record and this is for the past EP and what's coming up now next. And he was like, man, I really like what you're doing. You should come in. And it just started out as like a friendship of have a beer or two together and bounce ideas off of each other. And we got into making the Kobe Routen band, quote unquote. And it just happened from there, man. And it took off. So it's all in Dickinson, Texas. It's not far down the road. Nice. And um, yeah, it looks like a big bedroom, you know, with blankets everywhere and yeah. TVs. And it, um, it goes to show like, you don't have to have thousands and thousands of dollars of equipment, you know. It's we just make do with what we have, and yeah. it's been well. And a lot of it's in your head, you know. Everything you know, like what we were talking about as a producer and your softwares and all that, which I don't always understand as much as Paul does, but he's phenomenal at it, you know. And that that yeah. helps out a lot. Yeah, as long as you have somebody that's uh, that has that critical ear, that's good at mm-hmm. what they do. I think. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, I know I've seen Phineas who writes a lot of. Billy Eilish's stuff. Yeah. It's her, her brother. Her brother but yeah. He he uses a MacBook and like yep. that's it. Doesn't do a whole lot else. He doesn't need the big I'm I'm sure he's used other tools, but most of it Yeah, it's, I think everything that blew up was just like in their bedroom or something, yeah. which is insane. Yeah. And you know. Well on the flip side, the thing that gets me is 
renting studio time. The idea that there's oh, these, expensive, man. yeah. And the idea that you know you have an hour, you better get in there and perform. You better hit that note right. Yeah, yeah every it's, single time. it's nerve wracking, man. I don't think I don't perform well like that. You know, yeah. Um, you have to have it all done and ready, and it's just. I don't think I can do that. You know? Well, I mean, if you go back and look at videos of the Beatles practicing the 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 Rolling Stones, they're spending hours and hours in the studio just fiddling around trying to figure out something, and yeah. somebody picks up something, somebody goes with it. So, yeah. but they're not paying for that studio time. At the yeah, end, exactly. You know what I mean? Right, and that's yeah. like that that's my point is. is that you're sometimes to be that creative, you've got to have time in there. Yeah, that's yeah. what I've noticed. Is it's a steep mountain. Once you get there, it's not probably as I mean, it's always difficult, right? But sure. So yeah. how, and probably with any business, with what how y'all are, you know, the barrier to entry for a lot of things are can be high. Yeah. So how do you get that? How do you get the money to be able to afford the studio time, to be able to afford the instruments? To of all the musicians I know, they don't have one guitar; they have seven guitars. Yeah, I'm that right? guy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, so, they all sound so, different. They're so all, how yeah. do you, how do you get that money when you're trying to make it? How do you get funded? to be able to stick with it long enough to become a success. I think it's just a long-term thing of just saving. And I mean, for me, I've always been good at that. You know, my family's pretty good with financially. I think, I don't know. I I think it's the same as saving just for anything for retirement, you know, or, I mean, you could go out and have an investor, but I'm a musician. And if I was an investor, I would not be investing in music. You know? Okay. I mean, that's the worst because it's so subjective, you know, yeah. just throwing a dartboard. Yeah. <laughs> a so, dart I mean, yeah, yeah it's, it's a good question. I, I, for me, it's just been over time, you know, yeah. but I also Gaining see, funds. um, cause you're going to school for, uh, your business administration. The, the thing that I like about that is that that is a tool that you can use for what you're wanting to do. I know man, there, music is a business. There's no doubt. Yeah. yeah. And there's so many people that will get a degree in psychology because mm -hmm. they want to be something, An but it, ha it, it <laughs> does nothing for you yeah. versus I want to be a realtor. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big thing. It's a big thing for my family's education. I mean, I could list off all the schools that they've went to and you know, all the sports they played there. Um, and you're right. It's like, you don't want to just go to go. Yeah. It know? costs too much money. It does. Get something does. you can that's use. That's why I'm still out. staying at home, you know. Right. Yeah. Do you have brothers or sisters? I have an older sister that's already graduated from Texas State. She works in Manville, actually. Okay. Nice. Um, she does land surveying. And then I have a freshman sister, Christy Kay, in high school. She's a volleyball player, and we're proud of her. So, yeah, I'm the middle one, middle boy. So I get all the bullying. Neither one of them musicians? God, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had it so nice up to that uh, point. Yeah, yeah, they were, they were so happy. No, they can sing, but no. Yeah. <laughs> no well, one else in my immediate family is musicians except okay. me. So. And so with your family's emphasis on education, what was it like going to them and saying, hey, I'm going to be a musician? Although yeah. it started at 13. Like, I yeah. feel like they saw the signals coming. Yeah, <laughs> they for sure. Right? have, maybe. No, they, my dad loves it, and mom loves it. Um, we played a show last weekend, and they were all out there having a good time and hanging out. I mean, they're very supportive. I'm very blessed and they're, they've always had my back and still do. Um, awesome. They keep my head on straight too, you know, which yeah. is good. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't even a conversation. My dad was always like, let's go to guitar center, you know, or what? Right. Yeah. <laughs> let's go buy that guitar and not tell your mother. So. <laughs> when you came in here today, the first thing you said was, I'm so nervous. Yeah. Which brings up the question, as you mentioned, we're recording right before Alvin Music Fest. It's going to be a huge crowd. Yeah. 
what is the feeling you get going on stage and at what point does it feel like okay i can do this after the second song's over after the every second time song. Yeah, usually it's not as nerve-wracking singing as it is talking interviewing i was more nervous coming to get interviewed than i would probably will be going to the music festival huh. and that's, that, that's just true. your that's just your place yeah that makes yeah because no one can ask me hard questions from the crowd. Okay. <laughs> they can just look condescending on you. Yeah. Well, and that's yeah. the interesting thing, too, is that they're they're both soul-bearing, right? Yeah. That you're writing music right. that you, you're not just performing songs that have been written, although I'm sure you do a cover some or whatever, covers, but yeah. you're playing originals that probably have some bearing on your life. Most definitely. That doesn't make you nervous, but coming in to talk about the writing process. <laughs> I know, it doesn't of the, make sense. Yeah, but no, I I can get that. I mean, the, the yeah. stuff that I've done that's public speaking stuff is, is weird. You yeah. know, it's I don't know how to put it. You know, we we've talked about it in our in our Toastmasters group that people have a bigger fear of public speaking than they do of dying, and oh yeah, that's that's weird to me because I don't have that fear, but I totally get it. But I would think getting up there singing, you're basically putting yourself out there. Not, am I just going to yeah. talk to you? I'm going to play an instrument. I'm going to sing. Yeah. And I'm going to bear my soul. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it. what makes it easier is having, like, my brothers and sisters on stage with sure. me in a way, you know. We kind of bear it together, which I think is what life's all about, right? You know, I think things are easier united than yeah. separated. But so One of the things that I love is, so I grew up playing <coughs> team sports. Yeah. And there was, I don't know the we got into a flow where like they yeah. knew what I was going to do. I knew what they were going to do. And, and I think it's comforting that idea could translate to being on Most stage. Definitely. Like how cool is that to it's such a good feeling too, you know? Yeah. So you kind of get in the zone. Yeah. And yeah. you, yeah. you know what Marie, Mary, Mary, Mary's going to do, you yeah, know what yeah. Paul's going to do. And so if you change it on a whim and they go like that to me would just be That's like the coolest cool. thing. Yeah. It's a high, like no other man. Yeah. yeah. Being on stage performing is, is the best feeling, but it is scary, you know. So, yeah. but it's it's worth the highs, worth the low of the of the anxiety, you know. Yeah. So when we were when we were kids, we were told, and I'm considerably older than you, not Jake. <laughs> but we were told if you're going to get up in front of a big group of audience, picture them in their underwear or whatever. I, I never understood no. that. However, you're getting up in front of five thousand people, six thousand people. Yeah. Does it for my daughter who? loves to act she loves to be on stage she said for her it's just like the whole crowd is a blur and she can't see people individually yeah my it, eyes are closed when i sing most your eyes are closed yeah, uh, yeah i feel though y'all see that I, i'm gonna pay attention now yeah, they'll be closed when i'm singing for the most part really yeah. okay so, it, is that just a defense mechanism no what is man it? it's, it's just it's a feeling it's just really yeah i don't even try to do it nothing that we do that was the one big thing for our music is we always wanted it to be organic and not try and be somebody or fit a mold. Yeah. You know, we were just four kids that love music and we were like, let's just make what we love. And, you know, I had those other bands like, well, this is our dress code or whatever. My bass player is going to show up in flip flops and jeans and whatever that's comfortable. Yeah. With. Yeah. That's not what music's so about to us. You yeah. said four. So you said Mary, Paul, you, who are we missing? Uh, well, we're going to have a fill-in bass player. Actually, Cody okay. Torson, who's a phenomenal bass player as well, he'll be up there. Usually it's a four-piece. Jordan, okay. my bass player, actually just got a management offer from Jake Worthington. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he's a guy from The Voice. So he'll be in Nashville hanging oh, out with some Whiskey cool. Myers guys. Yeah. 
So wow. I was like, man, go do that. Networking yeah. is huge and music, you know. Right. So, so Nashville bet. versus Alvin, and you told him to go to Nashville? <laughs> yeah. Man, what is wrong? Not right. staying at the booming metropolis of Alvin. <laughs> yeah, okay, right. that's fine. That's fine. We see. So, music center of Texas, right? Exactly. It yeah. will be for one night on yeah, September there you go. One night, though. Yeah. It will be. It'll be fun, man. And so when do you hope to have the album out? 2022. We're nice. not even halfway done with it yet, so it'll it'll be a while. Yeah. But we'll have a single out probably by the end of this year um we've got two finished and you know in our tool bag so we'll see what happens well speaking of singles tell us about i'm to blame <laughs> i'm to blame is about a uh gal that i had gotten to know over this past summer who's actually in law school in virginia very strong person and it's just it's just a story basically the whole thing is just a big story about um my life and my relationships with that person and other people. And it's came from a argument we had where I just said, I'm just always to blame. And I was like, that's a cool line. You know? <laughs> so I probably didn't help the argument. I'm a genius. I'm going to write it down. Yeah. I was like, man, I need to argue pa- with you more. Yeah. Pause this argument real quick. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. it's all good though. We're, you know, yeah. it's all, it's all good. That's cool. Well, yeah. It's, it's an interesting thing to me where songs come from and, and things like that. So, Yeah. In it, they come from all over. I was talking with my piano player the other day, actually, right here at the tavern, and it's easier to write songs about less, which doesn't make sense, but things that aren't you aren't as attached to, like emotionally. Like, there's a sure. point where it'd be hard to write a song about my mother, you know? Yeah. Like the amount of love you have. So it's good to have. Like, I'm I enjoy in passing relationships and getting to know someone and maybe like highway 35 actually, which is a yeah. song on the EP is about my buddy, Joey Domlin. Shout out to Joe. If he's listening, who was a tugboat, uh, mate and was 28 days on 28 days off. He said, man, there's no booze, no women. He's a single guy on this tugboat, <laughs> you know? And he was like, I never thought I'd miss driving down highway 35. And a lot of those lines came from, you know, some a story that's not necessarily mine, but I made mine. You know, the he'd always said the Mississippi River doesn't look so wide when you're flying in the air, and then when you're in it, though, it's huge, and that's a line in the song. And so, just stories like that, I just love yeah. so much, man. So, was this a modern adaptation of uh, Rodney Crowell's Telephone Road? <laughs> basically, there you yeah. Go. Look at <laughs> there. Basically, some knowledge there out you there. go. Yeah. So, if people want to find you online, KobeRoutenBand.com is where all of my shows and music and basically everything is at um kobe routon on instagram kobe routon band on facebook twitter all that yeah. we're all over the place and so can they get albums can they get songs from your website directly or do they got to go to spotify yes or, or you else? can go to spotify itunes and things like that we're all over if you just google us usually it'll come up so one thing worth noticing before we we sign off is that so we're we're recording this prior to the album music festival but you're about to play or you have played the Stampede Saloon tomorrow. We leave tomorrow morning. Very cool. To go to Fort to, Worth and then tomorrow is September second. Yeah, yeah. Fort Worth is a that's a good place It'll to play. It'll be my music. first real show up there, so we're playing with nice. a Rich O'Toole. It's supposed it's supposed to be a good time, so we'll see. Nice. Is, is this at the Stockyards or is it close? I to think there? it's I think it's some part of it. Someone was telling me I had to ask someone from up there because I'm not sure. So yeah, it's somewhere up there by it. So, so how do you get found for those particular gigs? Are you going out auditioning for them? Somebody find um, you? We have a kind of booking agent who is like my sister who is who Stone. reaches out for a lot of yeah, Stone Elephant mm-hmm. music. Um, a lot of it is just 
meeting musicians and then hey come play this that's how it was like last weekend um it just depends now it's there's people starting to reach out as well which is awesome you know that's so a cool feeling it yeah. is man it, you put in 10,000 hours of effort in your bedroom playing guitar and whatever and it's starting to somewhat reach sure. the benefits you know but majority is me reaching out or Kendall reaching out um that's how it was like with Alvin Music Festival reaching out to Terry yeah yeah Having stuff online and you're basically a big marketing yeah. man, you know, is all it is. A walking billboard is what you want to try and be. Right. So that's basically how it goes, you know, and sometimes it hit. I think it's probably like 10% of everything that we reach out for, you know, we get a response. So it's just, huh. it's wow. volume, you know. So oh, you yeah. got to get used to a lot of no's before you get that yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The famous yeah. sales quote. Yeah. yeah. Man, Most definitely. Pretty, well. Best of luck to you. I'm, I'm Thank excited you're at the Music guys. Fest. Yeah, we're excited for Music Fest. We'll be there. We're Hopefully I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> you better be there. Yeah. <laughs> you have my eyes closed. Yeah, yeah. No, no pressure. You yeah, have to be there. I know you won't see us, but we'll see you. Yeah. I'll be looking. I'll be looking yeah. for y'all for right. sure. Yeah. Well, thanks for, for being on the show. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. If you're interested in sponsoring Creating Community with Dorian and Jake, we'd love to talk to you about it. Our goal is to reach our community and let them know about great leaders and businesses that are helping to make it better. If you want to be a part of that, please email us at info at 1820marketing.com to start the conversation. Creating Community with Dorian and Jake is produced by 1820 Marketing and is available wherever you get your podcast. Show notes and more is available at 1820marketing.com slash podcast as well. Thanks for tuning in and we'll be back next week with a new episode.